and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one highly decorated page of Talmud every day. And my friends, it has come to this, the moment you've been waiting for, because if you know anything about sukkahs, even if you're just, you know, been in one occasionally for just like a fleeting moment or two, you know that the most exciting, the most thrilling part for most of us is, of course, the sukkah decorations. And today's Dapim, sukkah 9 and 10, well, they're all about that. Have a listen. The Gemara relates that Rav Chista and Rabba Bar Rav Huna happened to come to the house of the Exilarch, Rav Nachman, who is the official in charge of the Exilarch's household, lodged them in a sukkah, whose decorations were removed from the roofing for henbreaths. They were silent and did not say anything to him, even though, in their opinion, the sukkah was unfit. Rav Nachman said to them, Did the sages retract their halachic ruling? Does your silence indicate that you concede to my ruling? They said to him, We are on the path to perform a mitzvah, and therefore we are exempt from the mitzvah of sukkah. Therefore it is permitted for us to sleep in this sukkah. In terms of the halacha, our ruling is unchanged, which opens the whole question of just what role do sukkah decorations play in the sukkah? Are they just a, a minhag, a custom, or are they halachically important? And here to tackle this huge and important and delightful question is one of our favorite educators, Rabbi Rebecca Rosenthal, Director of Youth and Family Education at Central Synagogue in this here in New York City. Hello, Rabbi Rosenthal. Hello, it is so nice to be here, and thank you for that lovely introduction. I am really glad to be here to talk about the sukkah and sukkah decorations, because despite being a born and bred New Yorker who has never had a backyard in her entire <laughs> life, I love Sukkot. It is one of my favorite holidays. I love the transition from Yom Kippur into the joy of Sukkot, and I love decorating the sukkah. So I'm thrilled to be here to talk about this. I'll be honest with you. I'm thrilled that you're here, but today's stuff kind of took me a little bit by surprise because for most of us, I think if you've ever done it, it's those loopy things from like colorful construction paper, and maybe someone gave you some dried piece of fruit or pepper or whatever to hang, so it kind of approximates the seven species. But most of us don't think of decorations as an integral part of the actual kind of spiritual message of the holiday. Is it? I think the decorations really can be an important part of celebrating Sukkot in the fullest way possible. If you have a sukkah, and even if you don't have a sukkah, because the sukkah decorations actually give us an opportunity to embrace the themes of Sukkot when you're sitting in your sukkah in your beautiful backyard in the suburbs, or whether you're in your New York City apartment, like I was growing up and like my kids are now and many of my students are now. One of the things that we love to do when thinking about sukkah decorations is thinking about what can these decorations actually mean? How can we bring meaning to the holiday that, as you said, isn't just making paper chains and stringing plastic fruit, but actually helps people understand the themes of Sukkot. And so one of the easiest ways is with Ushpizin, is with the guests that you invite into the sukkah. Obviously, there's the traditional ones from the Bible, but then there's also the women of the Bible, the Ushpizot, and asking kids and even adults to think about who do they want to bring into the sukkah can be an extremely meaningful way to practice hospitality. I once had a student who decorated the sukkah with the pictures of Lady Gaga. Yeah. And you would think like 
Lady Gaga and Sukkot. Maybe those things don't go together. But then when I asked him about it, he said, Lady Gaga isn't afraid to be who she is and the world embraces her for it. And that's what I want in my life to be who I am and have the world embrace me for it. And that is a beautiful way of thinking about the Sukkot theme of welcoming and hospitality. It's not just inviting people to your house. It's really about being open to who people are and bringing them in and celebrating them and celebrating with them. And so I think thinking about the sukkah decoration, not only as how can we make our sukkah look beautiful, but how can we enhance the themes of welcoming, of hospitality, of vulnerability, of kindness, of all of the things that make Sukkot such a wonderful and meaningful holiday is really what I try to do in making sukkah decorations. And I'll just tell you one other story that has to do with paper chains. Since I know that people love paper chains on Sukkot, we partner with this organization called the Riley Sandler Foundation, and their mission is to promote kindness in the world. And we thought, how can we use that mission of kindness on Sukkot? And so what we asked everyone to do is to write or draw on a loop of the paper chain something kind that they've done for someone that someone has done for them. And then when we stapled our chains together, we actually had a whole chain of kindness that went all through our congregational sukkah, up and down and around the poles. And when you walked in, you were just sort of hit in the face with amazing acts of kindness done by our community. And so whether or not they're a halachic requirement, I cannot say, but I do think figuring out how to use sukkah decorations to bring meaning to the holiday, to teach our children and our adults something about what this holiday means is really important. And so I hope that everyone will use this Sukkot as an opportunity to think creatively about what, what a Sukkot decoration can be, whether or not it's four hand breaths down from the top, people can use their own rulers and try to measure that out. So, so, so beautiful. Rabbi Rosenthal, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.